Thanks for tuning in to MANA, a short daily meditation to feed hungry souls with God's Word. These episodes were prepared by ordained ministers for a radio broadcast called Voice of the Church and are now republished by the Reformed Perspective Foundation, a Canadian charity that applies biblical truth to the issues of our time. Here's today's serving. Hello, listeners. Last week on this program, we heard that our greatest need is to have peace with God. We also heard that the gospel answers that need. Our great need for peace with God is satisfied when we trust and believe in His Son, Jesus Christ. Peace comes to those who believe in Christ. If you believe in Jesus, and you trust Him to forgive your sins, and you trust Him to make things right between you and God, then you will have a lasting peace in your heart. One of the most amazing things about receiving this peace is that it is a free gift. You see, dear listeners, we cannot obtain peace with God through our own efforts. We can only receive peace with God through the suffering, death, and resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. The Bible says that without faith in Christ, we remain dead in our sins. And dead people are not capable of saving themselves. Imagine if you were drowning in a pit of quicksand. You would not be able to pull yourself out by your hair. Someone else would have to reach out and do this for you. That is also the case when we are spiritually dead. If you are spiritually dead, you cannot make yourself spiritually alive. Someone else has to do it for you. And that someone is Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God. Now you might wonder, why would God be willing to do this? Why would God be willing to send His one and only Son down to earth to save sinners? And why would Jesus, the Son of God, willingly take on human flesh and suffer for the sake of sinners? Why indeed, we ask? Well, dear listeners, the truth is that God is a God who loves to save. The God of the Bible The God who created the world is a God of love. John 3 verse 16 states that God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. And in 1 John 4, 9, the Bible says, In this the love of God was made manifest among us, that God sent his only Son into the world so that we might live through him. Elsewhere in Scripture, we hear God say, For I have no pleasure in the death of anyone who dies, declares the Lord. So repent and live. That's what we're called to do, listeners. Repent and live. What these words mean is that God desires to show His love to us, and He does this freely. He offers His love freely, and He offers His Son freely for us. The gifts of faith and the forgiveness of sins are free gifts. All we have to do is place our trust in Jesus, the Son of God. And God had all this planned long before we were born. The Bible says that God shows his love for us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Christ died on the cross approximately 2,000 years ago, long before you and I even had a chance to repent and believe in him. And that means that Jesus Christ intended to die and to suffer for us long before we even had a chance to repent and believe in him. 
Certainly that is extraordinary love, don't you agree? In addition to this, the scriptures teach that Jesus came to this earth voluntarily. He was not coerced or forced to come to earth by the Father in heaven. The Bible tells us in Philippians 2 that Christ was willing to leave behind the glories of heaven in order that he might become a man. He was willing to give up his special position in heaven to become a servant to sinners. The perfect Son of God was willing to leave behind his perfect and glorious home in order to live in an imperfect and miserable world. And not only that, he was willing to suffer in this world and to die for people who were spiritually dead. He was willing to humble himself, to take on human form, and to suffer death on a cross. Certainly also that displays his extraordinary love. And while he was on earth, Jesus Christ proved his love by showing that he was determined to carry out God's plan of salvation for sinners. In Luke 9, we read this extraordinary statement. When the days drew near for him to be taken up, he set his face to go to Jerusalem. Jesus set his face to go to Jerusalem. That means he resolutely set out to do so. He was determined to go to Jerusalem. After this point in his earthly ministry, Jesus was completely focused on his final journey to Jerusalem. Why was he so determined to do this? He was determined to go because he wanted to accomplish his goal of dying for sinners so that he could save them from their sins. Earlier in Luke 9, Jesus had explained this to his disciples. He told them the purpose for which he had come into the world. The Son of Man, he said, must suffer many things and be rejected by the elders and the chief priests and the scribes and be killed and on the third day be raised. This was his mission and his goal on earth. He was determined to suffer and to die for sinners like you and I. And that is why he was determined to go to Jerusalem. He knew he would be condemned to death, but yet he was determined to go. He knew that death in Jerusalem was his earthly destiny, so he made Jerusalem his destination. That's where he would hang on a cross as a sacrifice for the sins of people like you and I. Therefore, listeners, what Jesus Christ suffered was not some unfortunate accident, but the direct result of his determination to fulfill his divine calling as the Savior of the world. And he did not merely go to Jerusalem to die. Luke's gospel reveals a deeper purpose and a higher destiny by telling us that Jesus was to be taken up. That same word is used in the book of Acts to describe Jesus' ascension into heaven. Luke tells us where Jesus was heading so that we can see the whole picture, the completeness of his saving work. Jesus was moving toward the cross, but his ultimate goal was also to move beyond the cross his resurrection, and his ascension would follow. Ultimately, his goal was to go back to his Father in heaven, back to the place of glory and honor. But before he could receive that glory and ascend into heaven, there was something that Jesus had to endure first. He had to humble himself unto death, even death on a cross. He had to give up his life to gain life for us. The Bible says, the days drew near. 
So there is nothing coincidental here. This is God executing his plan of redemption. There were days planned for Christ's birth, his years in Nazareth, his baptism at the Jordan, his 40 days of temptation in the wilderness, and his days of ministry on this earth. They were all numbered. In the same way, there were days planned for his time in Jerusalem, and Jesus faithfully followed God's plan of salvation. He voluntarily accepted his mission, and he voluntarily accepted the cross. Once his gaze was fixed on that goal, he would never look back. Nothing would deter him from doing what he had been called to do, and nothing would distract him from his determination to suffer for our sins. Dear listeners, this is a picture of our Savior. And what is your reaction to this Savior? That's the important question. How are we going to react to Jesus? He says in the Scriptures, If anyone would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. We read that in Luke 9:23. And before we can understand what it means to follow him, we have to understand what he has done. Before we can truly follow him, we must marvel at him and his humility, to be awestruck by his willingness and impressed by his determination to suffer and die for us. Would you have gone to Jerusalem? Would you go there, knowing what was waiting for you? And yet Jesus did this with you and I in mind. In Jerusalem, his suffering would take him through the bitter anguish of hellish agony. He was betrayed with a kiss. He was abused by soldiers. He faced false charges. He was rejected by his own people, and his disciples all left him. And in Jerusalem he was stripped naked and nailed to a cross. And he was determined to suffer all this because of his love for sinners. So how will you respond? That is the question. A very important question. A life-saving question. Will you follow him? That was also the question faced by his disciples as Jesus made his way to Jerusalem. That is the question facing everyone who hears about Jesus. The Lord willing, we hope to speak about that next week on this program. Thank you for listening.